Have you ever heard the term, don't drink the Kool-Aid? Unfortunately, this term has very dark roots. There was a man who somehow convinced a group of people, he ran a cult pretty much, um, to drink a poison mixed with Kool-Aid in order to ascend into (laughs) into heaven pretty much. Um, But this is exactly the kind of stuff that false doctrine will do to people. They believe something to be God-ordained, and it really is exactly the opposite. So today, we're we're starting to hot, folks. We're going to be talking about false doctrine. Now, I want to read to you the definition of doctrine, okay? Generally, a doctrine can be described as a teaching or a set of beliefs. Now, when it comes to Christianity, right, more specifically, a doctrine is a biblically sound teaching of truth passed down from God, keyword God, to help us live our lives according to his will. So doctrine is not like an opinion, right? Um, doctrine is not a personal conviction. Doctrine is a truth passed down from God. And that's that's that. Now, I think it's important to say that even though methods might evolve, like say your church um, now has lights, a screen, uh, you know, electric guitar, um, the, the, the doctrine, the truth, the message does not evolve. Now, if your doctrine starts to include like, oh, we must have, you know, electric guitars or a screen in order to go to heaven, that's when you're getting into false doctrine. So hopefully that gives you an example or an idea. Now let's let's really quickly talk about what makes a doctrine false. A false doctrine is a teaching or belief that does not agree with the Bible, but it's presented as if it did. But let's get into those examples of false doctrine that I talked about. Um, They're really, really weird. The first one I want to talk about is a pretty well-known one. There's a man named Joseph Smith. He started the uh, Church of Latter-day Saints. And um, there's a lot of false doctrine that this guy writes and gets into. He wrote a whole book called the Book of Mormon that's that's totally like like separate from the Bible, but based on the Bible, according to him. Anyways, there's this one specific doctrine that I got from um, from one of the books he made. It's the doctrine. I think it's called the Doctrine and Conduct. Or they call it the DNC, but it's the Doctrine and something. I want to say Doctrine and Conduct or something like that. Um, that all uh, faithful Latter-day Saints member, members must uh, subscribe to. So here's the doctrine, okay? It says, Verily I say unto you, if a man marry a wife by my word, and I'm going to jump a couple of their scriptures a little bit. Um, in time and through all eternity, the marriage is referring to the marriage shall be full of force when they are out of the world and they shall pass by the angels and the gods, which are set there to their exaltation and glory in all things as hath been sealed upon their heads, which glory shall be a fullness and a continuation of the seeds forever and ever. Uh, that's DNC one thirty two nineteen, Joseph Smith. So the false doctrine pretty much is saying that marriage is an eternal thing. Pretty much if you get married in the LDS church and you die, you are still married into eternity. And um, I'm actually going to get into why this is false uh, at the end of the episode. So you want to stick around for that. But this is an example of false doctrine. Let me give you another one. This one's even, in my opinion, a little bit more scary. The, The first Joseph Smith one... It's so obviously wrong that it's like, oh gosh. But this next one's really, really tricky. So there is a, I guess he's a reverend. His name is Brandon Robertson. You might have seen him on your TikTok. He's very popular there. Um, but this is based on his paper, The Queer Lamb of God. I'm going to read it to you. This is part of the doctrine that he preaches. He says, the image of the slain lamb is fundamentally an affirmation of divine androgyny, meaning uh, kind of like neither really male or female, kind of just like this ambiguous thing, right? Um, Offering all people, but especially trans and non-binary people, a chance to see themselves reflected in the glorious image of Christ. Once again, this is from Brandon Robertson 
out of his The Queer Lamb of God, uh, I guess, sermon or teaching. And once again, I'm going to address this at the end of the episode. So if you want to hear me show you why this is false doctrine, stick around. Um, But in a nutshell, these are two examples of false doctrine, and these are very dangerous false doctrines. Now, this isn't the first time our generation isn't the first generation to have people preaching false doctrines or false, uh, you know, uh, uh, religions and things like that. In fact, Paul in Galatians 1, 6 through 8 says this, I'm shocked that you are turning away so soon from God who called you to himself through the loving mercy of Christ. You are following a different way that pretends to be the good news, but is not the good news at all. You are being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. Let God's curse fall on anyone, including us. Paul's speaking about himself, right? Or the, and the apostles, I should say, um, including us or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preached to you. So Paul is saying, the good news has been established. The truth has been established, right? So anybody that preaches or teaches anything other than the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, right, as first presented, uh, uh, is is cursed. So Paul is laying it down thick. Like, it's very important that we do not get into false doctrine. And those who do preach and teach false doctrine are under God's curse. So this is heavy stuff. Um, that's why false doctrine, not only is it, uh, is it dangerous for those who teach it, but it's also dangerous for those who receive it. Now, there are some, there are a lot of signs about false doctrine. Um, you could read them on the Bible, but I thought I would highlight a few um, because you might be receiving a lot of information on, let's say, I don't know, let's say Wikipedia. Um, what's the one with the little robot and the, the, the thing? I can't remember what it's called, but Reddit, um, TikTok, Reels, whatever. And everybody's preaching and everybody wants to, you know, get clout and everybody wants to to say what's on their heart, right? And some people obviously are saying the truth. They're saying good stuff. And there are other people that are false teachers. And so I wanted to show you a couple of signs that something is false doctrine so you could use this in your daily life. So here are some signs. When the teaching prioritizes the teacher over Jesus. That's how you know. That's one sign that it's false doctrine. You could find proof of this in Acts 20, 30. Another false doctrine is a false doctrine that distorts the truth to fit a lifestyle instead of changing the lifestyle to fit the truth. And my scripture reference for this is 2 Timothy 4, 3. Another one is a false doctrine that false doctrine prioritizes personal interpretation instead of confirmation from the Holy Spirit. And my reference for this is 2 Peter 1, 20 through 21. Um, this one's interesting and I'll kind of get into these a little bit, but, uh, that one's really interesting because a lot of people like to use personal interpretation or interpretation as a means to get outside of the, the, um, the structure of the Bible, if you will. So that one's really, really scary. It could be really, uh, slippery. Um, and then another one, the last one I'm going to put one of the signs that it's false doctrine is when the teacher's words or lifestyle denies Jesus. And that's, uh, Titus 1 16. So those are a few signs that if these pop up when someone's teaching or preaching um, and it kind of just, you know, rings with, with the Holy Spirit inside you like, ooh, that sounds wrong, you know, um, or even if you just want to test, you know, a revelation that comes to you. These are really good, helpful ways to see if it's false doctrine or not. Now, I want to read to you First John 4, 1. It says this, dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the spirit they have comes from God, for there are many false prophets in the world. In other words, Paul is warning us, even if it's someone that, you know, that that looks good, you know, on paper, they look good. They might be teaching you a new revelation or 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 a, or a doctrine, you know, and it's OK to test those doctrines. 
that I actually want to use a couple of tests that you can use. We just talked about um, a couple of signs. Now I want to show you a couple of tests that you can use to see if someone is teaching the truth or someone's teaching some weird wacko Kool-Aid stuff. So here are just the basic methods. And we'll get into something a little bit more um, advanced. But the basic, I don't know if advanced is the word, but the basic ways that you could test if something is the truth is you can pray. Obviously, straight out, ask God, God, is this true? Another way is you can read the Bible, right? <laughs> and and see if what they're teaching resonates with what the Word of God says. Now, this next one is a little bit hard for a lot of Christians, especially if maybe it's some you have some pride in your heart, you struggle a little bit with pride, but is be un, as unbiased as possible. Because a lot of times we can, even we could twist the scripture a certain way so it could fit the way that we want things to go. Um, so someone else might actually be speaking the truth and we might be the ones that are twisted. So we have to be as unbiased as possible, as submissive to the Holy Spirit and truth as possible. And lastly, the Bible says in the multitude of counselors, their safety. Get counsel. If you hear a doctrine that like, oh, maybe it sounds interesting or maybe it sounds good. Maybe it sounds like it might be true. You know, talk it out. <laughs> Get with people who have experience, people who know the word, whose lifestyles reflect Jesus and ask them and talk about it and see uh, how you can... Uh, uh, discuss. The Bible says, even God says, come let us reason together, right? And it's good to reason with other people. So get counsel. It's another way to help you test if a doctrine is true. Now let's go over some specific ways that you can see if a doctrine is false. The first way is, does the teaching agree with scripture? Um, another test is, does it present Jesus accurately? If you don't know, read up about Jesus, read the gospels, you know, read Revelation, read Isaiah, I think it's 53, you know, learn about the character of Jesus. And then you could side by side that to see, hey, this doesn't reflect Jesus the way he's shown in the Bible. Now here's a good one. Does the teacher's lifestyle reflect Christ? So the person that's teaching it, do they look like Jesus? Are they practicing what they preach? Um, are they uh, uh, um, truly being good ambassadors of Jesus Christ? This is a big one. Now, another highlight of, of, of ways to test if a doctrine is false is, does it introduce idols or sinful sexuality as part of their religion? So we're coming towards the end of the episode. I hope that what I've been sharing with you has been super helpful. And like I promised, I'm going to show you scripturally why those two examples of uh, Joseph Smith and Brendan Robertson um, are completely false doctrines. And hopefully the way that I express it and break it down can show you how to do so yourself um, with other people that you hear. All right, so let's get into it. So let's start off with Brandon Robertson. Um, this is what he said. He said, the image of the slain lamb is fundamentally, fundamentally an affirmation of divine androgyny, offering all people, but especially trans and non-binary people, a chance to see themselves reflected in the glorious image of Christ from the queer lamb of God. Now, uh, Brandon Robertson states that the crucified Jesus is a queer or a genderless symbol. Now, here are some, some here's some proof, scriptural proof, why he's wrong. Number one, the slain lamb is a picture of humility and innocence. It's not a statement about gender. And we can read this in Isaiah 53, 7, which also refers to the slain lamb as a he referring to Jesus. So that automatically kind of puts the genderless thing out of it, right? But uh, Isaiah 53, 7 says this. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. There's nothing in there about, it's not adding any sort of sexual connotation to it. This is talking about the innocence. This is talking about the humility of the coming Messiah who would be Jesus. That's why he's a lamb that, that was slain. Not so it could be this genderless symbol, 
but so that the fruit of Jesus would be seen as someone who's who's humble and someone who is innocent, which he was both. Now, the second way that we can prove that this is a false doctrine is this. This doctrine tries to bend the truth to fit a lifestyle instead of changing the lifestyle to fit the truth. The truth being that instead of us trying to see ourselves in Christ, which he states here, we should be trying to see Christ in ourselves. And I'm going to use 2 Corinthians 3.18. It says this, So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. Mm. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. So yeah, sorry, Mr. Brennan Robinson. All right, let's get into Joseph Smith. Um, so let's get into that passage in, it's called DNC 132.19. It says this, And again, verily I say unto you, if a man marry a wife by my word, his word, um, uh, in time and through all eternity, now we're going to refer to marriage, because we skipped a little bit, it shall be full of force when they are out of the world, and they shall pass by the angels and the gods, which are set there, to their exaltation and glory in all things, as hath been sealed upon their heads, which glory shall be a fullness and continu continuation of the seeds forever and ever. This sounds like he's trying to finish an essay, first of all. Like, bro, like, let's calm down. I know you're in the 1800s, but, like, you're just sticking a bunch of, like, these and glories and thous and marked upon. Like, he's getting, like, imagery from the Bible, and you could tell that he's twisting it like his own. It's like someone trying to copy the Lord, like, J.R.R. Tolkien, and they don't got nearly half of the wit that, that that man had. So the first way we can prove that this is a false doctrine is that the Bible specifically states that marriage is a bond of the flesh and not of the spirit. Therefore, once a person dies, they are released from the law of marriage. And I'm going to read this to you in Matthew 22, 9, 29 through 30. Excuse me. Jesus replied, your mistake, saying to the Sadducees, is that you don't know the scriptures. And you don't know the power of God, for when the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. In this respect, they will be like the angels in heaven. So, sorry, Mr. Smith, you are incorrect. Marriage doesn't uh, 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 continue on into eternity. Relationships can. Love can, right? Love, hope, Faith, hope, and love, these will last forever, right? Love can definitely last into eternity, but the bond of marriage, the fleshly bond of marriage is, is, is completed at death. So, yeah, guys, this was a pretty, I mean, it's still a short, you know, episode per se, but this is a pretty like heavy episode. So I really want to get your thoughts on this. I want to hear from you, hear what you have to say. I really hope this helped you. Uh, if you don't follow the Mouthful of Mindful podcast, you could do here on Instagram. If you're watching on Instagram or if you're listening on Spotify, you could follow on Spotify. I would love if you could leave me a comment or uh, some stars if you want. It would help me to reach more people with, I, I believe, a, a, a message of hope and positivity but beyond all that i hope you have a great day and thank you for listening i will see you guys on the next one bye